The menu of investment solutions has evolved dramatically over the last 10 years, as innovation in financial planning tools has enabled the development of customized and flexible strategies. In this episode, we're going to discuss one of these innovations, namely model portfolios. With increased efficiency, better customization, and greater flexibility, model portfolios are built to navigate unpredictable market cycles while maintaining a focus on the needs of investors. I'm very glad to be joined by Beth Nardi, Head of Model Portfolio Distribution at JP Morgan Asset Management, to help us learn about model portfolios, what they are, who they're made for, and the investment challenges they're designed to address. Also, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can now watch along on YouTube by tuning into our JP Morgan Asset Management channel, linked to the show notes. Let's get started. So Beth, welcome to Insights Now. Thank you for having me. So before we get into model portfolios, let's just talk about financial advice in general. Um, you think it's very important that people have a financial advisor. Can you explain a little bit why? Absolutely. You know, financial advisory and the business itself has evolved so much over time. At the end of the last century, which feels like it was only yesterday, um, it was all about stock picking and it was all about individual investments, individual stocks, and access to the markets. That's no longer the case today. The practice of financial advisory went from being stock pickers to being true providers of financial advice. And so the role of the advisor is not to give individuals access to investments. Investments are a component of it and a, and a very important component of it, right? They're there to provide a reliable and a consistent stream of income or a reliable and a consistent return. But that needs to be paired with a financial advisor who very much understands what that return stream, what that income stream is going to provide for you as an individual and help you to be able to time when you need to be perhaps more aggressive with your investing and when you need to be a bit more conservative. So financial advice advisory is a really critical component on the advice side and model portfolios can be part of the investment side of the yeah. equation. So tell me a little bit about that. How do you how do you see model portfolios fitting into that relationship between an investor and their and their advisor? Yeah. So one of the great ways that model portfolios can fit in, again, is to be able to provide that consistent return stream or to provide that income. However, it's only the advisor and through a really close-knit relationship of an individual to a financial advisor who can understand what all of that means for the end investor. Do you have children who are going to college? Are you looking to buy a second home? Do you have parents who have suddenly fell ill and you need to figure out how to provide for them? And how do you think about as an individual, your net worth, your goals, and your needs? And what a model portfolio can help do is be that component of the investment universe. It can be access to equities and fixed income, to the U.S., to global strategies, all managed by an asset manager like a J.P. Morgan or others who have individuals whose only job is to focus on the investment side of the equation, whereas the financial advisor is there to provide advice, very personalized advice that an asset manager who's managing tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars, can't possibly know what you, David Kelly, want to do with your assets and with your life. And that's where the advisor comes in the model portfolio comes in to be able to provide that stream of income or that return. So it, it sort of seems to me it's a little bit like a closed store where uh, you you go into a closed store and the you know the the, the salesperson um, talks to you about okay what is it you going to buy is this leisure wear is this for a celebration is this business or whatever and then they've got sort of customized solutions I mean maybe you're a size forty not a size thirty nine <laughs> they've got they've got this there but it's the difference between that and going to a tailor you don't need to. 
make it precisely for individual. You've got something that will work because you've worked with a lot of individuals and you have to deduce what is it exactly that they need for their goals and what will exactly fit with them in terms of their return and, and uh, risk tolerance. Yeah, absolutely. And if the advisor is spending all of their time trying to figure out what the Fed just did with rates and how that's going to impact the fixed income part of the portfolio and whether it's the time to buy emerging markets right now and how, you know, what's happening in the Middle East right now is going to affect oil prices. If this is something that the advisor is having to worry about every single day, the chances of them getting it wrong are relatively high. And the chances that they're not going to have the opportunity to sit down with you as the client and understand what this means to you is going to make a really because, big difference. Because it's really just about understanding the client just as much as it is about understanding markets. Absolutely. Financial advisory and financial advice is something that's very, very personal. So have we seen a lot of growth in model portfolios in recent years? There's been a ton of growth. You know, model portfolios today, um, there's about $3 trillion and about 20,000 financial advisors that are solely using model portfolios. They are not buying individual funds. They are not buying individual equities. There's another $6 trillion on top of that and 60,000 advisors that are using models in some capacity thereof. And then there's another $17 trillion in the, in the financial advisory space that advisors are doing their own picking of investments, fixed income, equities, et cetera. And we're seeing more advisors migrate over to model portfolios for a number of reasons. One of the big ones in recent years is market volatility. As volatility has kicked up, it's been harder and harder to provide clients with that consistent return or that consistent income stream and clients' concerns have been elevated. And so an advisor is, again, being forced to choose between, do I spend more time with my clients, reassuring them, better understanding how their circumstances may have changed with COVID and with any number of you know family situations that happen, or am I spending more time researching and understanding the markets? If you have the possibility of having a partner who spends all day, every day, looking at portfolios, that you know can be a trusted partner, and we'll talk a little bit about what that partnership means, but can be a trusted partner, it can make a lot of sense for advisors to start to look to model portfolios to be a partner of theirs on the investment side so they can spend more time on advice. And one of the things that we've been talking about a lot this season is about innovation in finance and in and, you know investing for individuals. Um, how have model portfolios been evolving over the years? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and I think innovation is what drives this industry and makes it so exciting. You know, when we started in this business, in the multi-asset business about 50 years ago, we were mostly working with institutions. And we were building portfolios for institutions with equities and fixed income, U.S. equities as well as international and same on the, on the fixed income side of things and managing for cash and building these single solutions. In 2008, we launched our first model portfolio for retail investors, and that has evolved from being a mutual fund-only strategy to, over the last 13 years, it's now not only multi-asset, it's multi-vehicle. The portfolios are now not just mutual funds. Some of them are mutual funds and ETFs. Some of them are only ETFs. Some include liquid alternatives. Some of them are more customized. So we've continued to evolve our portfolios so that it makes it easier for advisors to look to J.P. Morgan or to look to the model portfolio space um, for that investment partner. It needs to look and feel from a price standpoint, from a vehicle standpoint, 
like something that the advisor could build themselves. And of course, innovation in many industries also means efficiency. Do you, do you think the model portfolios have become more efficient over the years? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that on the tactical side we're able to do is we're trading our portfolios now when the facts and circumstances change. So this is not something that's timed on a quarterly basis like a strategic portfolio would be. We have tactical portfolios that can trade any day, any time, if things change in the market. And it isn't just that we can make that change. We now have created a portal on our website where we can alert financial advisors same day when we make changes to our portfolios. So the advisor never feels like they're out of the loop on the communication. And so it really allows them to continue to build that trust with a client who may call and say, did you see what just happened, right? And the advisor can say, of course I saw. And I was just talking to our partners at JP Morgan. And here's what we decided to do as a result. Being able to use innovation and technology to have that we conversation is really, really important. And it's not just in the communication side of things. It's also on the tax management side of things as yeah. well. Yeah, and I think that's a really important. Perhaps you can talk, talk to that just for a, a little bit because it's, you know, one of the great problems people have is they don't really like their investments, but they don't want to re reject Uncle Sam either. Yeah. So how do you help people deal with that? Yeah, and that's happened a lot, especially over the last 15 years where we had a 10-plus year bull market in equities. And you have a lot of clients who were in their mid-40s. Now they're looking at retirement. Perhaps they're going from the accumulation to the decumulation phase. They may be looking for a different advisor. They may be at a dinner party and someone says, look at this great financial plan that you know my advisor just built for us, and we can now go on all these vacations and send all these great weddings for our children because we know, you know what, uh, what our financial plan looks like. And you're sitting on the other side thinking, gee, my, my advisor doesn't do that for me. Mm -hmm. Can I get a meeting with your advisor? Now meeting with that advisor doesn't have to mean that to your point, you take all of the investments that you built up historically and built up huge capital gains in. And when you go sit down with that advisor and they say, everything your old advisor gave you was garbage, here's your new plan and here's your new investments. And then as you're walking out the door, the old way of doing things was, and here's, here's the check that you're going to have to write to Uncle mm -hmm. Sam. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So now they don't have to. So in 2020, we purchased a fintech company called 55IP. Um, and these are becoming more popular in the industry to be able to help clients not only on an ongoing basis manage for taxes beyond just owning munis mm -hmm. and fixed income, um, but also be able to efficiently tax transition from what they owned historically to what they need today. Because what what they may have owned 15 years ago may have made a lot of sense for, let's say, you know, two people in their 40s mm -hmm. with three young children, but now they're 65. Now they're looking at the decumulation phase of their life. Maybe it doesn't make as much sense to own as much aggressive equity, and they want to move into something that is a bit more conservative. They're now able to do that in a really tax-efficient so, manner. So it builds a sort of a tax-efficient path to the right portfolio for where you are in life at that point. Yeah, because if you have to take a you know, $100,000, $200,000 hit in taxes, all of a sudden you can't retire anymore that year. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good either. And so you're left in these no-win situations. And again, that's where financial advisors and the advice that they provide is so important. So we talk about model portfolios. So you've got a lot of different types here. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the range of different types of model portfolios you work on? Yeah. So today we have four different core types of portfolios. And kind of on the far right, we have the custom solutions, to your point, yeah. the tailor, right, where we can go in and we can build something very specific for some very large yeah. REAs, investors, you know, home offices. But we also have strategic portfolios, as I mentioned. Those tend to trade four times a year. Those are very long-term thinking in nature. Mm -hmm. 
We have tactical portfolios that when the facts and circumstances change, we can change the portfolio as well. On average, those have traded about 12 times a year or once a month. When things got really volatile, we traded up to 22 times in a single year. When there's less volatility, we may trade less. So strategic, tactical, and then we have a bucket called outcome-oriented. And these are portfolios looking to either deliver an income stream through our income portfolios or absolute return for something a bit more conservative. And then within each of those, there's risk tolerances. So you don't just buy one tactical portfolio. You can buy a conservative tactical portfolio that's 80% fixed income, 20% equities, all the way up to 100% equities. So you work with your advisor to determine where I'm at in my life means that I need to be investing in X portfolio. I need this much in equities, this much in fixed income, and that will allow me to achieve the goals that we discussed. So it's really broadly, first of all, purpose, and then there's an overlay on, okay, now that we've figured out the purpose, um, this is risk tolerance. Yeah. Uh, how do how do investors actually figure out which is the right bucket for them? That's the conversation that they have to have with their advisor, right? That's why these are meant to be set alongside of a really true financial advisory, a wealth planning conversation mm-hmm. where the asset manager, where a firm like JP Morgan works every day, all day with, you know, dozens of professionals in, on the investment side to make sure that we deliver on our end that consistent income or that consistent return. But it really comes down to the advisor and understanding what is the client needing to be invested in today. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So how accessible are these? I mean, for example, what's, what's the average investment size in one of these portfolios? So the minimum for model portfolios today at most firms is $25,000, which, by the way, has come down, you talk about innovation, mm-hmm. has come down significantly from what it was historically where SMAs were fifty dollars to $100,000, right? A model is a separately managed account. So today the minimum is 25,000, but the average size investment that we're seeing is well north of 100,000. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because these are not sleeve portfolios. This isn't US equity. This isn't emerging markets. This is a, a full complete portfolio um, that includes equities, fixed income, mm-hmm. international, et cetera. I mean, there's obviously a lot of innovation involved in this. And, and one, one topic that we've been talking about actually earlier on this series is artificial intelligence and, and how that is changing the landscape. But I know that a lot of people who have worked as financial advisors are a little bit concerned about the possibility that robo-advisors are going to be taking over them. Do you, do you think that that's uh, something that's going to happen near term or longer term? Or? You know, there's always Technology is something that always creates fear in people, right? Fear of taking over jobs. And I started as a financial advisor in mm-hmm. 2004 in this business, and that was at the time when uh, mutual fund wrap platforms were coming in vogue, and we were going from individual stock picking to these wrap platforms. And there was a concern that a wrap platform was going to take over from a financial advisor. And I think, again, the advice that clients need is so personal, it's not something that can be replicated by a robo-advisor. Yeah, well, this, is, Beth, this has been fascinating, so thank you. Um, just you know, just as we sort of wrap up here, um, is there anything that you'd like to, to leave uh, our viewers and listeners with in terms of the ideas or educational materials or uh, other ways of understanding this? Yeah, we're very, very focused on getting educational materials out to advisors wherever they are in the spectrum. So if they're completely outsourcing and partnering and using model portfolios, we're here for that. If they just want to understand what we're doing in our models so that they can make changes on the margins to their own, we're here for that as well. So if you Google J.P. Morgan Models, our model center will come up. There you can find pieces like our models and markets, which talks about how we're allocating in our portfolios today 
and uses some slides from your team and from our guide to markets to talk about why we're investing the way that we are. We also have our model's halftime report that shows some examples of trades that we've made in the first half of the year, just to talk a little bit about how we're seeing the markets. And so you can explore our portfolios, you can sign up for trade updates and get that same day information. And when we make changes to the portfolio, and we're really just looking to share the information. Okay, well, well lo lots of resources there. Yes, but, yeah. uh, Thank you very much for your insights, Ben. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening. On our next episode of Insights Now, I'll be joined by Corey Hill from our Portfolio Insights team to talk about how investors can leverage insights on portfolio construction and scenario analysis to build stronger portfolios. To all our viewers and listeners, thank you for tuning in today and speak with you soon. The impact of a tax loss harvesting strategy depends upon a variety of conditions, including the actual gains and losses incurred on holdings and future tax rates. The results shown in these materials are for illustrative purposes only and do not represent actual investment decisions. The tax loss harvesting service is available for an additional advisory fee and the results shown represent the net effect of the advisory fees but may not consider the impact of fees charged by others including transaction costs or other brokerage fees. The information contained herein is subject to change without notice, is not complete and does not contain certain material information about the investment strategy, including additional important disclosures and risk factors associated with such investment and information about fees. Trading costs and taxes 55 IP is the marketing name used by 55 Institutional Partners, LLC, an investment technology developer and for investment advisory services provided by 55i, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor 55i is part of JP Morgan Asset Management, the brand for the asset management business of JP Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.